It's 23 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Yolisa Iako, who is an EFF member and also a member of the Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services. And the members of the Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services have been lambasting G4S inconsistency on their timelines when they found out that Tabo Besser escaped and when they acted on it. She says, uh, this is now Yolisa says, that G4S merely reacted because the escape had been exposed by the media. Otherwise, it is in the interest of protecting their business. They would not have reported the escape and uh, would have continued to commit the crimes he had been sentenced for. And Yolisa now joining us on the line. Yolisa, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So all in all, what do you make of the answers that uh, the G4S management has given uh, the parliament? Hi, Elgin. Um, well, I, I don't even know where to start. Um, honestly, as a committee, we purely believe that G4S just came for compliance. Um, they didn't come to answer any questions. They took no accountability. Um, in fact, they were saying that they did nothing wrong. Um, even though we, we asked, did you do an internal investigation and what was the outcome of that investigation? Um, are you not merely now reacting because this thing has come out? Um, how many more type of business would have been, would they have been, um, had this not come out to the fore? Um, but um, Mr. Corbett Freewald uh, was the director at G4H, uh, basically was just oscillating between answers, not answering anything, being evasive, being very arrogant, um, being, being very condescending to the committee, which um, I think really put our backs up as a committee as a whole. What is one of those items, one, 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 at one instance, for instance, that has come, the submissions that has come from um, the management that has stood out for you, that is very glaring around um, this inconsistency and also what you call now um, being evasive when it comes to the questions being answered by MP, or questions being asked by MPs? You know, there's a lot. Firstly, um, we, we, we requested for them to come last week um, and they did not arrive. And they said that they wanted to be subpoenaed first because they wanted to comply with the law because it would have been unlawful for them to come and, and, and account to us. Um, secondly, we only got this um, flimsy piece of paper that maybe you'd call a report, but it's not a report because it doesn't speak to anything um, that is tangible on their side. Um, they speak of timelines, but you can see in the timelines that there was no will or um, no effort whatsoever to uncover what has happened. Um, so from the moment that Mr. Bester um, had requested, um, he said that he was feeling unsafe, yeah. to the time when he was put into the cell, to someone else being removed from the cell, um, and then us being told that that person had then said that they felt safe now all of a sudden, would there be no paperwork of that evidence of that said prisoner who then felt safe? To asking, where, why would you put him there? Also, um, why would the cameras be working, the CCTV footage be working, up until the point when all of this is happening, up until the point when everything is done? Um, would, would that not raise a red flag? Let's just for, say, for instance, that um, it had been a suicide in that cell. Would that not shake up a correctional service center, a maximum service center, correctional service center, such as G4A, to say that we want to correct our systems? And there didn't seem to be any answers from them. Um, we asked, you know, basic, basic questions, um, such as, do you not have any intelligence um, within Mm. Uh, the prison. Do you, who came to claim the body? We were told it was uh, not the next of kin, but it was the customary wife. And we we're asking, but this person is not listed as a, as a, as a, a next of kin. What informed your um, 
your decision to then give the hand the body over to to them, um, and they said that um, you know because this person had been visiting Mr. Bessa since 2017, so on that basis then they decided that they would um, then they would just release the body to them. Um, there's many issues that we yeah. highlighted. You know, it took a whole day, um, but really we didn't get any answers. We'd asked. Um, uh, was there backup to your security systems? We didn't get in there a proper answer to that. There didn't seem to be any. It's like a caucus. So they spoke before and said, you know what, we're not going to um, answer anything. We are here. They should be glad that we're here. And that's it. We're not taking any responsibility for it. We're not taking mm-hmm. um, any kind of um, ownership of what happened. And remember that this is a private-owned um, company, T4S that is being paid um, at exorbitant prices. I think the last time we discussed even the issue of food yep. per, per, per prisoner and how high it is for G4S, for them not to take this seriously. So um, basically, just, just a slap in the face, and we're not going to let this go as a committee. I know that we're going to grow them up until, so they're going to remain here, even though we're seeing other stakeholders. Mm-hmm. The, main, the main crux of the issue is G4S and correctional services as to how, what responsibility did they take yep. when this transpired? What about, what about SAPs as well? Because what G4S is saying is that as far as they are concerned, um, it, for them it was a suicide that they were dealing with. Um, later on, there was a DNA report that had came out. I think it said it was in June or July that confirmed that mm-hmm. it wasn't uh, that it wasn't Tabo Bester. However, mm-hmm. though that information wasn't shared with them, yeah. um, and for me is how long this issue has been out there, and also the judicial inspectorate um, only communicated to G4S only mm-hmm. in February. Um, this year, that um, this is the results that they got, that the DNA confirms that it was not the Tabo Bester. The police as well only spoke in January about they are now investigating a case of escape. Yeah, I mean, you're correct. Um, SEP had a, a big role to play um, in this investigation, and there seemed to be no communication between all the stakeholders, um, and there seemed to be no um, will to want to account um, to, towards this investigation. So I think when SAPS comes to the committee to account, which they will, um, I think they should be like the fourth uh, speaker, mm-hmm. uh, the fourth entity to come and present. We will pose those questions to them, and we're very curious to see where the dysfunction happened, where the lack of communication happened, because um, G4S is purely saying that um, they asked for a forensic report to them as long as they weren't receiving it, um, they would have taken this as a suicide. Um, and then SAPA mm. has been sitting with this information and wanting to hand it over. So we want to get those answers as to where the communication, what, how far does, how deep does this yeah. go? Yeah, and, and sorry, Yolisa, just a quick, uh, a quick one now is on the, the regulations that they relied on to give Tabo Bester a, 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 a laptop. And, of course, yeah. based on court judgments as well. However, yeah. though, it almost sounds as though those regulations are cake because they speak about you're not supposed to have a modem, but we know that you can use a cell phone as, as, as a hotspot um, to yeah. connect to the Internet. Shouldn't there be some changes with regards to regulation, at least? No, I mean, this is what we said. There's, there's nothing about this case that's normal um, or that's ordinary because, first of all, they say that the laptop was provided to Mr. Bester for studying purposes because he was registered with Jamlin. However, it's been revealed that he was studying up until 2021. So there was no need for him to have a laptop in his presence um, in 2022 when he escaped. Secondly, um, a cell phone in any correctional service center is contraband. It doesn't matter how you look at it. It is contraband. 
And when you look at normal regulations, when you are giving a prisoner equipment to study, that equipment should only be provided for when that person is studying. So there's no need for that laptop to have been in his presence, particularly based on the crimes that he's conducted, which are mainly on social media. Um, which are mainly uh, social-based, which needed a laptop. I mean, you saw what happened that he even hosted um, an entire shindig. So a lot happened. Yolisa, thank you so much. Your time, Yolisa Yako is an EFF member of parliament and also member of the Portfolio Committee on Justice and Correctional Services. Um, The cross-questioning still continues in parliament.